What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. Hey, what's up, H-Town? Welcome to episode 20 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, a very special pre-ALCS episode. I'm Jeff Balke, my partner, of course, Jeff Blum. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and, of course, YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us. You can find us on Twitter at Believe in Astros, B-L-E-A-V in Astros. I'm at Jeff Balke, J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E, and Blummer is at Blummer27. Send us your comments, questions, and... uh, uh, sandwich suggestions, as always, please. A few of you have sent me some, so I'll take them every time. Uh, before we get in too deep in the episode, let's mention our sponsor. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MMA, tennis, boxing, Major League Baseball perhaps, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Well, Blummer, um, we haven't talked since last week. Uh, it was a crazy crazy three-game series. We knew it would be entertaining, yeah. and we both picked them in four. They they swept uh, swept the Mariners in three. Uh, I kind of want to just go over your thoughts on each game since we haven't really had a chance to discuss it. I mean, game one, there's nothing other to be said than walk-off. I mean, that was one of the most incredible moments I've ever seen in Astros history. It's right up there with the Jose Altuve home run against the Yankees. And it was a comeback win, no less. What what were your thoughts? How do you feel about that? What were your thoughts on all that? Uh, literally unbelievable. And the reason for that is, is because it's never happened before in postseason baseball where a team has been down by multiple runs. And with two outs, they've had a walk-off multi-home run, multi-run home run, yeah. win the game for them. So it was miraculous in every sense of the word because it's never happened before. But what was great about that first game is that Dusty made some key moves, getting some guys off the bench, and then those guys having quality at bats. David Hensley had a phenomenal at bat. And then you have a rookie in Jeremy Pena getting a big base hit to get Jordan to the plate. The Mariners were one strike away from taking a one-to-nothing lead after beating up on Justin Verlander. So it showed some of the uh, perseverance of the bullpen and offense, and then the one big swing from Jordan Alvarez in that game one. Literally, I don't know if it sealed the fate for the series, but it definitely it was a catastrophic shift in momentum. It sure was. I you you couldn't have said it better. Um, I think one of the things that was remarkable to me about that game is first we had Justin Verlander basically have an implosion really mm-hmm. um i mean you're gonna have games like that i guess but you don't expect it from from him and then the astros just made their comeback you know sort of gradually but i think what was remarkable to me was and and we'll get to Jordan, 
But <laughs> that Pena at bat was incredible to me. I mean, mm-hmm. he was one and two. He waited for a pitch. I was I was in my house uh, by myself in the afternoon watching this before my wife got home. And uh, I was just like, come on, man, just get a hit. Get on base. Mm-hmm. Get hit by a pitch. Whatever you got to do, just get on base because Jordan is in the on-deck circle. And he managed to get that liner up the middle, and then here comes Jordan. When he that the first first of all Robbie bringing in Robbie Ray was like oh just a horrible mistake terrible. on the part of Scott Service. What was he thinking? Dude, I I wish I knew because it kind of felt like it, it almost felt like man I got Robbie Ray hiding in the bullpen. They'll have no idea how to combat this because I'm going to bring him in for that pocket of for Tucker Bregman or not Tucker Bre- Jordan Alvarez Bregman and then Tucker. That'll be that'll be my lefty in the bullpen. They'll never know what's coming. But I'm not sure if he saw anything that happened in the regular season. Robbie Ray has had no success against yeah. the Astros, whether right. he's right-handed or left-handed. It doesn't matter. They have destroyed him and. To bring him in and then have the pitch sequence that we saw was mind-blowing because I'm with you in the sense that when they brought Robbie Ray in, I don't know if you kind of felt that dugout, the Astros dugout kind of perked up and went, boys, we got a chance because they knew how good they've been against Robbie Ray. I was shocked that they brought him in. I I just kept thinking this old-school lefty-on-lefty thing, it doesn't make – I mean, we've all seen it analytics-wise, that it doesn't make a ton of sense as long mm-hmm. as your pitcher, if, if you have a right-handed pitcher who can pitch well against lefties, and the Astros certainly have guys like that. There's plenty of reverse split guys out there, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I, I will say this, that first pitch he missed by not oh. much. That first pitch, 94-mile-an-hour heater. That's what I'm he, talking about. The sequence was idiotic. And then he threw another one. Like, it, like okay, if you're going to throw the guy – a fastball. Go ahead, like give him, give it a shot. See if you can line one up. It wasn't a terrible location on the first pitch, but when you saw the swing that he laid on that, you absolutely cannot throw him another fastball. Yeah, you don't you feel like you got away with one? Oh, incredible! Got away with one, and then as soon as he hit it, like the second that ball hit the bat, I was like, "That's." I was. I literally started. I scared the living hell. I think I told you I scared the living yeah, hell out of my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was running around the downstairs of my house just yelling, he walked it off. He walked it up. My neighbors probably thought I was insane. But it was just such an incredible moment. And and for a guy like Jordan, who is really coming into his own in these playoffs, I mean, what an, what an incredible moment for him and the Astros. No, it was an incredible moment. And then you have his family there on top of it, knowing right. all, all the hardships they had trying to get there and then to have them witness it. And then his post-game comments are, I just want to make my dad proud. I'm sitting there going, dude, is this? I'm, get the tissue, man. I can't handle this anymore. It's like, you know? I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, exactly. Damn onions in this stadium right now. <laughs> exactly. But it, it, it's unbelievable. And what's, what's unbelievable for me in watching Jordan Alvarez is truly an appreciation because – when you're a player as good as a Jordan Alvarez, there's this expectation to do something every single time you're at the plate. And you and I both know, and everybody listening, baseball doesn't work out that way. Baseball is built on failure, and you're going to fail seven out of ten times and be a Hall of Famer, but those are seven failures to three successes. 
But when you have the expectation of your Don, like you were saying earlier, just get on base, Jeremy. If you get on base, you're going to give us some hope. And imagine the expectation of hope on your back as you dig into that box, and then you don't miss the pitch, and you actually come through with a a mega bomb into the upper tank that literally set you know the earth into 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 quaking state. <laughs> that's what that's what blows me away about Jordan is that we always have this expectation that Jordan's going to do something great, and then he does. I think that's what makes Jordan extremely special for us. I I was just so blown away by the poise that he had. Uh, it is to be unbelievable up there. with that incredible amount of pressure. Um, you just and, and it felt like that moment. It felt like that moment mm-hmm. was coming. And then of course we go to game two and he does it again. This time with a two run, <laughs> I think really a more impressive shot than that first one. Like, look, mm-hmm. that that first one against Robbie Ray was like batting practice. I mean, he threw him a meatball. Yeah, that was a pedestrian fastball that should have gotten hit and it did. Right. The the pitch that he hit out in game two was off the plate away. Not to mention, Luis Castillo is unhittable. He's unhittable. And he reached out there and just smacked that thing into the Crawford box. And, by the way, not just into the Crawford boxes, which you could say, oh, well, the Crawford boxes are 315 or whatever they are. No, he hit it way back there. That Mm -hmm. would have been a home run in most stadiums. Uh, Just And and a a really good outing for Framber Valdez. um, Gave up a couple Yeah, that was great to see. Just a, just a, put together a really. I felt like game two was the most normal, uh, mm-hmm. obviously of the two games, and just the most solid effort for the Astros all around. That was that was more of a regular season game where you got the great pitching, the great defense, the timely hitting, and you were just like, "Yep, okay, the Astros won," and you move on. That's that was the expectation. I think that was also on the other end. That was also the expectation by the Seattle Mariners. They just kind of picked up their bags and left, and were like. We've seen this 15 times throughout the course of the season. This is just what these guys do. It's you know, it's just a, it's another day at work when you get Fromber going that deep in a ball game. The bullpen comes out, shoves, and oh by the way, Jordan hit a home run and Alex Bregman got a clutch hit. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll try again. We'll see what we can do. But that's how the Astros work. And then game three happened. And Whoa, game <laughs> three and you, four all in one. Exactly. <laughs> well, well made, I guess they did win in four. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. To our credit. Exactly. We called it four games. I mean, it was the total was four games. I, you know, I I was I was with my wife. We were having an early anniversary weekend away. We were in Galveston, Um, so I had told myself, "Listen, I'm probably not going to pay too close of attention to this game. I'll watch it a little bit. I'll keep I'll keep up on my app. I'll see what the you know see look at the MLB app, see what the score is. So (laughs) it gets into about I don't know." We're in like the seventh inning or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sixth inning, seventh inning. And I'm thinking, zero, zero, huh? We're still going. We get out in the eighth. We get out in the ninth. All of a sudden, we're, I'm like, we're in the tenth now. And it's still zero, zero. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this could get weird. Now we're at a point where we could get <laughs> this could get real strange. So at this point, I am checking on my app. We end up going to a restaurant where the, we we get sat literally right by the television where the game is on. Oh, lucky you! So my wife and I are kind of watching it with our with a couple that we were sitting at a bar with a couple of us sitting next to us. Then we mm-hmm. came back to the hotel. We're sitting at the bar. I'm like, well, on to the 14th. Well, on to the 15th. Is that not unbelievable? It was just unreal and i got we finally got back to the hotel room and i turned on the broadcast of it on my phone on tbs and watched the 18th inning 
That was the first inning I actually really watched with commentary and everything. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of the I've I've watched a lot of crazy baseball games before, but that one was insane on so many levels because the pitching was so fantastic, really on both sides. Both sides, yeah. And then you get Jeremy Pena hitting a home run, which he's been great in the, in this postseason so far. And to have now Jordan and then Jeremy Pena hit these home runs, it was just such a spectacular moment. And uh, I don't know. How, tell me, like, did you get? Did you watch the whole thing end to end, or did you take a nap in the middle? Like, what happened? Well, well, first of all, Saturday was a ridiculous day in sports as it was because oh, you, you was. had great football matchups. Yes. Um, but throughout the course of the day, it was homecoming weekend in our house. And you know that I have three oh, daughters that are right. seniors. So guess who can't curl hair or put on makeup? This guy. <laughs> so it actually timed out beautifully because yeah. behind me was, you know, a boombox playing all the, you know, latest and greatest hits. And then my daughters are doing their hair. Sister-in-law's over helping with makeup. My oldest daughter came back from Arkansas. I mean, it was just chaos behind me. It was, Yet I'm sitting there talking. It was an estrogen bomb in your house. Oh, man. Yeah. And I put on, I put on my floaties and just kind of sat on the couch and uh, was talking to my remote the entire time, going from Fox to NBC to CBS yeah. to ESPN to, T, you know, TBS and T, whatever. I was just yeah. like bouncing. And it was crazy to watch, you know, two, you know, two football games during the course of an 18 inning game. I went to, you know, take homecoming pictures, had my phone out the entire time and uh, was watching the game. They take pictures for about an hour and a half. We go to dinner and like you, we were in the vicinity of a TV. So I was able to, you know, happily eat dinner and watch the game. But it seemed like with nothing going on, those were pretty mundane innings and extra innings. It was crazy to see that, right. you know, there were, there weren't really any threats, but you go 18 innings and the Astros keep the Mariners to seven guys in scoring position, which what, are you kidding me? You know, so they suppressed all those opportunities and you kind of went, okay, I'm going to pay the bill, you know, and you're looking up <laughs> and it's a 16th inning drive home. And a couple of, you know, my daughter's friends are over and they're out back hanging out, go, go give them a hug. And I literally turned my back to the TV to hug my daughter. And she goes, they scored. And that's when Jeremy Pena hit the home run. And Luis Garcia goes out there and does what he's done for the first five innings is just whap, whap, shove, slider, cutter. And all of a sudden we're ALC, going to the ALCS for the sixth straight time. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was just an incredible day. I mean, did you, uh, uh, did you in celebration, did you tear down a goalpost and throw it in a river? Because I know, dude. Seriously, right? Yeah. You How do you know? If I'm tearing down a goalpost, I'm putting that thing in the front yard. I'm calling the HOA and I'm paying the fine. I'm like, I'm like, bro, check this out. I got a goalpost. I was like, where were they playing that game, Philly? Like, it's like, it's like a, I mean, so yeah, it's like there was all this stuff. You're right, all this stuff going on, and I, to me, the the Astros, like you, you summed up. First of all, Lance McCullers was brilliant. And I think, Brilliant. and I think it gets overlooked because of how long it was. Like a, it felt like a week ago that he pitched. Literally, and it was just yeah. earlier that it day. It shouldn't be overlooked because that. I mean, I, I don't cuss too often in my tweets, but that I sent out a tweet saying he was throwing fu type stuff, and he yeah. he was dominant. Oh no, he was ridiculous. And then Luis Garcia pitches game two, and comes <laughs> in for five innings and just ruins everybody. I mean. 
The Mariners look. He the Astros, wrecked them. The Astros were not were not great offensively. I think they stranded like eleven guys and runners, mm-hmm. nine guys in with in scoring position with two outs. Um, so not not great situational hitting for the Astros until Pena got the one. But and the Mariners were pitching pretty well. Uh, they were you know weren't putting things in a position for the Astros to get big swings on them. They didn't barrel up a lot of pitches. But the, the Astros pitching was just insane. I mean, it was it was, a, it was brilliant. Shut down, absolutely. They were out of their league against those Astros pitchers. Well, the the bullpen in that Seattle series against Seattle in that series gave up one run, and it was Christian Javier the home run to Suarez. Right. But to have you know two games in one and game three, and then have all the leverage situations that they had, you know, game one they pitched well enough to keep that game within reach and allow them to come back, and this the, then they went shutdown mode in uh, game two, and then you saw in game three they had to extend that game and keep it where it was. It wasn't keep them in, within range; it was keep that game where it was because it was on the road. They right. didn't allow one good swing by the Seattle Mariners, but to go through those three games and have. You you know the the run differential as small as it was, and have the bullpen perform as well as it did. That's that's what sealed the series, and I think that's what gives me a lot of promise looking forward. Yeah, same here. Um, and props to Seattle fans who had not gotten a chance. Damn, uh, they stuck to, it out. You know, I mean they they were there. They were on their feet the whole time. It was really it was really pretty. The biggest mistake Seattle made was that Houston we are a problem T-shirt. That was the Duh. that was the dumbest thing that they could possibly do. Beyond that, also getting offended when the Astros said "see you next year," SEA. Like, come on, man! Y'all been razzing things. All, like, y'all been sending all kinds of. They've crazy been doing it tweets. all year. Who cares? Just let it go. Oh, well, that's not classy. Oh, I'm sorry. So, when I'm did sorry. Twitter become classy? Right? <laughs> exactly. Kidding me? If, if, if you want classy, stay off the internet. That's all I can tell you about that. <laughs> Save stay yourself. Off, yeah. Stay off the internet. So before we dig into the ALCS, um, talk about wild. The National League is out of its mm. damn mind right now yeah. with the Braves and the Dodgers both knocked off. I mean, I you know, you mentioned you got your San Diego jersey back there. Yeah, we've I got mean, the Tony Gwynn in honor of. Yep. The Padres, uh, t- I love them as a team. Like, they're such an interesting, fun team. And who cannot love the, you know, the Phillies getting to the, <laughs> getting to the NLCS? Mm-hmm. Nobody figured the Phillies were going anywhere. They're lucky to get in the playoffs in the first place and they end up in the NLCS. Um, I will say this if they end up in the postseason, if they end up in the World Series and the Astros end up playing them, we did face them the last week of the season. Yeah. So it's not like we haven't seen them, which I feel like is probably a good thing. Um, not to mention the fact I really hope we get to the World Series and play the Phillies and, and the Astros wipe them out so I can go up to the Jersey Shore where my uh, the South Jersey Shore, where all my in-law relatives live, and just rub it in their faces. Um, but, That's, that always makes it sweeter. Oh, so good. I'll be eating, I'll be eating that... Uh, that Philly cheese taking me like, hmm, there you go. I wonder what happened in the World Series. Um, yeah. But talk about that. I mean, really improbable for both San Diego. I mean, less for San Diego mm-hmm. than, than for Philly, but really kind of an incredible NLCS, given the fact that we've got totally new blood uh, in here, teams that it's been a while since we've seen uh, them in the in the postseason like this. Yeah, I actually felt that the Padres had a better chance to beat the Dodgers than I thought the Phillies had a chance of beating yeah. the Braves. 
the Braves, their pitching staff, their offense. I can't believe how cold they got because I'm not impressed by the starting pitching of the Philadelphia Phillies considering what we saw, like you said, in the series to finish the season this year. Aaron Noah, badass. Love that guy. He is going to be a tough guy. But you get past him, Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, those are very, very beatable guys. But you better make sure that you don't get to some of those big arms that they have at the back end of their bullpen that are very, very good and would make it tough to come back against. Mm -hmm. But uh, that offense... They came out angry. They came out swinging. They came out early, and they really put Atlanta on their heels, and they weren't able to fight back. On the Padres side, I believe I saw a stat with their bullpen in that three in the in that four game series against the Dodgers didn't give up a run. I did not see that coming. Uh, you know, you've got uh, that thirty uh, one year old rookie from Venezuela, Suarez. Right, right. Uh, I read about w- him. Dude, that it's a great story, and then the stuff was remarkable. And all of a sudden, guess what? Josh Hader figured it out, and uh, he is he pitched very good in that series. But I felt like the the Padres had enough starting pitching and enough firepower to overwhelm the Dodgers because the, their pitching shut them down. They had some fault, you know, faulty defensive moves for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and then I really feel like Dave Roberts kind of caved in a little bit on some of the analytics, and it backfired on him. You know, I, I feel like the Padres-Dodgers series was a bit like the Padres-Astros series when the postseason mm-hmm. back in the day. That's a really you know, good comparison. Where they, yeah. You know, they, they had just that a couple of guys that the Dodgers just didn't seem to be able to hit. And, um, you know, the Dodgers really, they're a team that relied as much on the big inning as anybody, and they just didn't seem to be able to get that. Um, and, you know, their pitching was good, but not great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, good for the Padres, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out, yeah. uh, no matter who plays them. So now let's talk about the LCS. First of all, God bless Mother Nature or whatever deity you want to say for giving <laughs> them a rain out yesterday. Yeah, God, so how now, about God blessing them for a two billion dollar stadium and not putting a roof on it? Way to go! Well, you know, <laughs> you know how I feel about roofs. I am a big believer that if you, I'm I'm down with the with the retractable roof because the Astros will probably open it some uh, now that it's this. I mean, I got my window open right now. It's this weather's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing today. Um, and you know, you, the the Texans will never open theirs, but that's a different story. But you can't. And, and when you're living in a climate like that, and you, I mean, and you don't have a roof, never mind. Football's one thing. I remember a great story that was told about Hakeem Olajuwon years ago when when uh, they were playing in Denver, and they're going to the old McNichols Arena. So they drive past Mile High Stadium, and Hakeem, who's you know always was kind of a bit of an innocent. He said to, to one of the guys he was riding with, he goes, what's that stadium right there? And they go, that, well, that's where the Broncos play. That's the NFL. He goes, they play football there? He's like, yeah. He goes, outside? And he said, yeah. He goes, do they want to die? <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's how, that's how common folk feel. Yeah. Exactly, right? So, but that's football. That's, it's, it's, the, it's the, you know, that's what people sort of think of. And the snow games are fun. Baseball, nobody wants to see freezing baseball. Nobody wants to see raining baseball. No. Put a damn roof on that thing. It's Yankee yeah. freaking stadium. Like, you and if you like, if you like money, that's the way to guarantee a game in concession sales. Absolutely. So we get. Oh, and did you see how they didn't uh, announce? I saw this was nuts. They the the, the gates opened at five o'clock. Uh, the game. They didn't announce to, it until like nine. 9.30 is when they, oh, they said it. 
They said at 6.30 that there would be a, a delay. Game was supposed to start at 7. They said at 6.30 there would be a delay. They did not mention anything. No announcements, no updates until 9.30. They kept people in the stadium for three hours while it just rained and they Dude, had nothing like to do. that's like house arrest, man. What it's are we doing? It's so stupid. So we got game five tonight, or excuse me, tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Tomorrow night. Um, no. What's going to happen? Like, who's going to win this? The Guardians have been pretty remarkable in this series. Yeah. And the Yankees have had problems. I mean, Aaron Judge has been striking out all over the place. Like, this has not been a great series for the Yankees. It doesn't feel like they're the team to beat any longer in this. But, I mean, what do you think? Where are we going with this? I think you may have stated it. You know, they're they're not the guaranteed winner of this series where you would assume they would be for the 99 wins, the number two seed, Aaron Judge, and all the uh, accolades that he is going to get. And... Then you look at the lineup, and you know they've got a rookie infielder playing left field. Uh, then they move him to shortstop. They've got a lot of moving parts. Fortunately for them, that Josh Hader trade is working out because he's had a great series and you know kind of done a very good job in center field. But at the same time, it kind of exposes what we all kind of knew as Astro fans, what what we knew about the Yankees. They're they're thunderous. They're explosive at times, but can be pitched to. And yeah. that's where the Indians have done a very good job with their starting pitcher with pitchers with Cal Quantrill. Uh, you know, they've got Plesak, they've got Bieber, they've got McKenzie, but those guys can go out there and pitch well enough to suppress that offense and give their team a chance to win. And that's really gotten exposed. And if you think about it, the Astros obviously have a better pitching staff, and that's why that matchup between the Astros and Yankees is kind of appealing just in the sense that you know the pitching can shut down that offense for the New York Yankees. And then on the other side, it's it's pitching, playing hard baseball, and making good plays on defense and some timely hitting for the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before on this podcast. There's nothing more scary than a team that has nothing to lose, and that is the Cleveland Indians, who have some really good veteran leadership in Terry Francona. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I definitely would rather see the Yankees at this point. Also, just for because I'd love to beat the Yankees. You want to beat them? Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat, I, I, I think that's a mentality. Yeah. I think and and I think so and I think there's a uh I don't feel like this is either way I don't think the Astros are going to be like oh well we only got the Guardians we can just lay down and do whatever that's not the no. type of team this is Mm-mm. um but but I do think there is a little extra juice in the tank when it's a team like the Yankees when it's a team you've faced before and it's a team you've had success against against you know all the national media odds and everything else mm-hmm. I will say one guy I'm a little worried about right now is Jose Altuve. I mean, he's an over for the postseason. Have Have you seen anything watching him that that makes you think something's off, or is it just rough series? Uh, it, it, well, it was a combination of a rough series. I think he was one of the guys that didn't benefit from the layoff because of mm. his last month and a half of the season. He literally swung himself into a 300 average, a 900 OPS, and 28 home runs. It was one of the more remarkable runs I think we've seen Jose Altuve go on where everybody was like, well, he's just going to be a 270 guy, hit some home runs. He's still a Jose Altuve, and I think he he willed himself to go do that. So that's the only thing that kind of gives me hope that he will be back and contribute because – 
You think about them winning that division series. Granted, they were tight games, but you did it without Jose Altuve doing what Jose Altuve does. You saw a little fl flash of brilliance from Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman, but as a whole, it really wasn't that you know that productive lineup that we saw in September. So I've got a lot of hope going into the next series because Jose Altuve is a guy that can correct things. He's also a guy that gets a little ticked off. When he's not getting hits. Yeah. This guy loves getting hits. He doesn't like being the guy that does not get hits. So he's going to probably work his tail off here in the next couple of days to be ready for that ALCS. He's going to face some tough pitching. But at the same time, there's nobody better at getting the barrel to the baseball than Jose Altuve. So it's a combination of work ethic, uh, talent and ability, and a mentality. This guy wants to be the guy. So I, I assume he's going to show up in that ALCS. I don't, it was ugly. It was gross, but mm -hmm. I don't think that guy is going to show up the rest of the way. I think he'll get back to being Jose Altuve and this offense will get going. You made a really good point too, just saying that, you know, he, he ticks him off. He does not like yeah. to not hit. This is a guy who takes it very personally. Um, and I think that that's, that's why you're probably right. I think this is a guy who's going to come back and, and figure it out pretty quick. And you mentioned Kyle Tucker. Look, Kyle Tucker had a very good series sort of quietly, as we've said before. He's mm -hmm. a guy that for some reason we just sort of forget about Kyle Tucker in the lineup. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, Alex Bregman looked really, looked pretty good overall. I feel like, the, and, and look, let's not discount Yuli Gurriel is now Ooh. playoff Yuli. Right, I mean, he nice. was fantastic yeah. in that three-game <laughs> series. So they they really do have, I think, some offensive output here that they can that they can you know load on the whichever team they're going to end up playing, mm -hmm. um, and they'll be at home for the first at least for, you know the first couple of games, which is always a good thing. The other good thing is they're going to get all their pitching lined up. Oh you know, man, they're going to yeah. have everybody lined up exactly the way they're going to want them. Um, and it's going to be, I think that's going to be a huge key. They did not overtax their bullpen despite going 18 innings, Crazy. which is insane. I mean, when you think mm -hmm. about when you think 12 of the 18 innings were eaten up by two players. And by the way, Hunter Brown, welcome Ooh. to the postseason. Dude. And they're probably going to carry one more pitcher, I would think. I would think they're probably going to take one position player, probably uh, probably uh, Jake Myers, probably won't yeah. play the ALCS, and they'll probably bring you know Will Smith along. I mean, I, w I was going to mention Maton, but I don't want to. I don't want to mention you know somebody yeah. punching a locker. Like, no. come on, man, you can't do that before the postseason. Uh, no. It's you know what was a lot of fun of fun about that bullpen is that after that even that eighteen inning game is that we knew that Robbie Ray was the last resort for the Seattle Mariners. Right. Josh Miller had a comment. I don't know if you heard it. He said we could have gone thirty innings. We we still had Jose Arquiti. We had plenty of other dudes out there that were going to come out there and shove. Hundred percent. But it, but it, it really was a. Uh, a pretty bold move to get Hunter Brown in there, but I think we got a little bit of an idea of how good this guy can be in some high leverage, intense moments. That's a guy that believes in his stuff, and I'm very happy that he's in that bullpen. I am too. I It, it was interesting, I will say, that we didn't see Christian Javier at all after that first game. Uh, not sure why that was. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they didn't even mention him. They said, well, we still had your key. I'm like, well, didn't you still have Christian Javier too? But um, Oh, yeah. It's pretty clear that Christian Javier is going to be their bullpen guy, uh, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's been so good 
Um, he could be a starter for sure, but they're going to line up their first three starters. They'll maybe piggyback in game four. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's I think they're so well lined up pitching wise. You know, I'm not saying the Astros are going to win it all. I still think they're the favorites, especially now. Um, but uh, I think their pitching is just going to be really hard to beat. I'm not sure who you can put out there. There's not a team left um, in the final in the final five teams that are remaining uh, that has the kind of firepower to like just you know bang on the Astros. I mean, the Orioles mm-hmm. aren't in the postseason. Thank God. I mean, it's like that would have been the worst. It's like, please, God, don't let it be the Orioles. But, um, yeah, I just I don't see anybody that's that really is going to have the ability to have the firepower against this lineup of pitchers. No, the Astros have with with the Braves dropping out the Dodgers. It would have been it would have been a tough fight in the World Series. But I really feel like that that rematch of the Braves and Astros would have been that heavyweight knockdown drag out type brawl of a world series because both teams got so much better over the off season and during the season that it really would have been a good punching match to see who could have outdone the other. But now that the, those two teams have fallen by the wayside, it's, it, it's not just favorite. I think it's a heavy favorite for the Houston Astros. But now you also have the burden of expectation, like we talked about with Jordan. The Astros as a team have that burden of expectation. But you, you nailed it with saying that the pitching, if you have good pitching, you're in a very good spot. They have good pitching, great defense, and all you need is some timely hits. So even if that offense is sputtering a little bit, we saw it in that Seattle series where just a couple of big hits can put you over the top because the pitching is so good. But pitching, there's a lot of the teams that are remaining are looking at that pitching staff for the Houston Astros and going, damn, I really thought we had a chance. We're going to have to fight our brains out to try and beat these guys. Yeah, and you made a really good point about the defense. I sh- I'm remiss for not mentioning it. I mean, this team is so good defensively. We saw some really great plays in mm-hmm. game three and in game two. Um you know, this, especially on the infield, I mean, that double play that oh. uh, that um, uh, Yuli Gurriel had where he snagged that ball of the air and then touched for I mean, it was, it was as big a play as you'll see. Um, just really, it, the Astros are such a well-rounded team. Interestingly enough, I don't think as good uh, an offensive team as they are defensive and pitching, um, which is kind of different for them, uh, unique for the Astros squad as a whole, but... Man, when you look at how good they are at pitching, and when you look at how good they are in the field, it's it's. It, I just I keep saying it. I've said it to you. I've said it. I've written about it. They have got to be one of the most frustrating teams in baseball to play, mm-hmm. because no matter what you do, you think you've got something, and you just don't. You know, you've got a big lead. You just blew out Justin Verlander, and guess what? Mm-hmm. They come back, and then it's Jordan Alvarez you know, punking you in the ninth inning. I mean, you go Mm -hmm. 18 innings, they don't score a run. (laughs) It's like they, it must just drive teams bonkers. Yeah. You never say we've got them right where we want them. And you know, the Seattle Mariners, I think kind of sat back on that and said that in game one saying, we got them right where we want them. We got to Verlander. We've got a five run, six run lead. And uh, we're going to lean on our bullpen and Logan Gilbert's going to pitch his brains out. They did everything right and still lost that game. And that's where the fear sets in for the opposing team is we could play a perfect game and still not win. That's what's scary about the Astros. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez said uh, after that the first two games in Houston, he was like, he goes, I feel like we're right there. We're just right there. And I'm like, that's what everybody thinks against the Astros. Mm -hmm. They're all right there until they're not. 
and that's mm-hmm. just and that's just how it is. All right, Blummer, any final thoughts before we head into uh, well the game one uh, tomorrow <laughs> night against either Cleveland or New York? Uh, the only thought I've got is just you know steady as she goes. Uh, the Astros are a well-oiled, fine-tuned machine. Dusty Baker's making the right moves. Uh, don't be surprised if you see David Hensley get a couple more at bats, maybe in that DH spot. Maybe I'm just going out on my own limb right there, making that call. Yeah. Uh, Mancini struggled a little bit. Diaz struggled a little bit, but Hensley in a seven-game series. Throw him out there. See what you can do a little bit. You know, having, he's had some great at-bats, especially in some tough situations. But just steady as she goes. Just keep being the Astros, and everything will work out. Well, Bloomer, you could, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We should be back on Friday, hopefully this week, to uh, hit up some more information about this series and find out where we are after two games. Um, and uh, lots more to come. A uh, special shout-out to Bet Online, our sponsor. Give us a follow, drop us a comment, hit that subscribe button, uh, and get ready. The ALCS is upon us. It's the best time of year if you're a baseball fan. We'll talk to you soon. Go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.